Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video if you can and comment as well. Join our subtext community as well. Whenever we have some little bit of information, we'll put it on there. If not, you might get early access to videos like you did with Damon Williams last year, last week. Anyway, Pratt Rogers is here for his weekly segment. How are we doing, Pratt? Doing great, Stephen. Uh, hard to complain. Beautiful day here in Memphis. Uh, not a cloud in the sky. You can kind of see behind me. But, uh, yeah, anyway, beautiful day. Yeah, and, and that's always the case. Now, most of the time down here, it is a beautiful day. So, sunny days, we we, we don't think very much about them. Um, we actually you call rain from time to time. You call sunny days days, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. It, is the, it is the sunshine state. I mean – it's, it's not like it's even overly bragging at that point. It's like sun 300 days of the year. That's pretty awesome. Very yeah. jealous of that. Well, anyway, um, Ole Miss had a crawfish boil. Um, we don't know much information of what came out of it, but it was interesting that they got people together for a visit weekend. Three five stars were apparently on campus. Caleb Odom was on the campus, um, apparently. And... I guess this is the equivalent of Juice Fest. I mean, I know you haven't heard much about it, but what do you think about these unofficial recruiting hangout weekends? I love it. I love it. And, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's a great equivalent to Juice Fest. Um, kind of just a, my understanding, kind of a hangout. And get a chance to... Um, really get some face time with position coaches, stuff like that. A lot of these, like you mentioned, kind of five-star blue chip guys, they've been in Oxford a hundred times. They know everybody in the country wants them. This is nothing new. It's just extra face time with the coaches. It's extra chance for us to sit down and tell you how meaningful you are to our program and how bad we we want you to play i doubt they really even go into like specifics of positions and stuff like that on a kind of casual weekend like this but maybe talk shop a little bit stuff like that but it's super exciting the amount of people that were even getting to come to these things because that's telling you the interest is there from a lot of these high-end prospects well, um, what they were talking about when they were here was the NFL draft, and Jonathan Mingo had a pretty good day for Ole Miss. Now, the last three number ones on Ole Miss's football team, that would be Jonathan Mingo, A.J. Brown, and Laquan Treadwell, have either gone in the first or second round. So I imagine that was probably a talking point. Probably not if you were Randall Mackey maybe was in town, but for if you're a wide receiver thinking about Ole Miss, that probably was a talking point, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is they're telling every single one of these kids is whether it's Jamonta Waller or Tamarian Franklin or Caleb Odom, all these guys we've been talking about for weeks on end. The first thing they're saying to these guys is, hey, look, we are putting people in the NFL. This can be you come, you know, come to the SIP, quote unquote, you know, and that's what Lane Kiffin's building a brand on. Um, so yeah, I was excited to see Mingo kind of shoot up. I know we had talked about that maybe last time we caught up and I think we both kind of pegged him as a late second rounder and that right, seemingly right where he landed. 
Yeah, and you know, we thought the first two picks probably would have been Mingo and then Zach Evans, but Zach Evans actually did fall a good bit in the draft, and he almost got taken in the seventh round. But the third round, um, I believe they took Tavius Robinson. That's where he went. He went to Baltimore. Yeah. He he's a good strong side defensive end, in my opinion, for the NFL. Yep, and Baltimore just always has like that defensive minded team I feel like going back to the Terrell Suggs days or Ray Lewis I just feel like being a defensive guy I feel like that's just an automatic great fit for him at the Ravens so um, that'll be super cool to see Um, yeah you mentioned Evans kind of slipping I feel like everybody it was kind of like the worst kept secret of the draft that everybody felt like you know, maybe you stay a year, you know, when his evaluation seemingly didn't come back, that he would be, you know, a top three round pick. And that's kind of what happened is, you know, he ended up, where was he, fifth, sixth round, something like that? I've forgotten. Yeah, just, but. Just, just better, I think in the compensatory picks for the sixth round, so right before the Yeah. Time. Man, yeah, you just never, never, ever think coming out of high school, the number one overall prospect would end up, falling that low you know but I think he's gonna uh, and it's all health related we all know that but um, I think he's gonna end up being a great back for somebody I'm excited to see him I hope he gets a good playing time and you know lands on you know makes a career in the NFL yeah yeah I I think it's good um I think Mike Espy reached out to me yesterday and let me know it's like hey this is a good spot for Zach Evans it makes sense and I'm not questioning the fit or anything after the decision to go pro, I just think he could have maximized this contract by coming back for another year and going in next year's draft. That I think that would have maximized that. I think the odds are going to be the same of him making the team no matter when he went out, honestly. Well, I uh, I get that. And, you know, one thing we were going to uh, – uh, one thing we were going to catch up on is Judkins. Do you think mm-hmm. Judkins played any decision in him – leaving early I mean that's a pretty wild question to have to ask but I mean if I'm sitting there if I'm Zach Evans and the rock got shared very well last year I thought but that's got to play a little bit in your mind of how well he did uh Judkins did last year for Ole Miss I mean does that play a play a factor in your decision to go pro I don't think so because having Judkins being the workhorse of the team means that Zach Evans, if he'd have came back to Ole Miss, would only have like 130 carries over the course of a season, um, a little bit more than he had last year potentially, maybe 150. Either way, it's not going to knock a lot of tread off the tire, so to speak, that they're worried about. And then you can prove that you can make it through a whole season healthy. You can go through the combine, which he was going to absolutely nail. Um, I, I think Judkins being at Ole Miss would have actually helped Zach Evans. But I think that, a little bit about this, and I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, I think it was, that you start recruiting these kids and as a sophomore in high school and your recruiting pitch is, hey, you come to my place, in three years you go to the NFL. In three years you go to the NFL. So it becomes in their mind that if you don't go to the NFL in three years, you're a failure. And you didn't do what you was planned to do. And I just think we need to change our way of thinking a little bit about that. 
Yep. I've, I love listening to the Brad and Chad show too. They talk, they talk recruiting and Bradley Sowell always says, guys, I just don't understand why everybody feels like uh, year three, you automatically have to turn pro. He goes, I saw so many talented people in the NFL um, just not make it and an extra year of college would have just done so much better for so many people. And it's mm-hmm. tough to see. And, you know, running back's a tough position to make it in the NFL too. Not a long lifespan for running back and paying is great, but, you know, God bless him. And I hope he goes and balls out. That's all I can say. Yeah, you got to, and honestly, you just have people in their ear, and everybody's trying to push this kid to make him go one direction, and there's nobody telling them to stay put. That you need, there's nobody that will tell them the truth, because everybody is trying to end up being in the entourage. Whenever they make it, but yeah. nobody is actually telling the kid the truth, and that 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 can hurt some players. But let's change the subject and talk about Quinshawn for a second, and. My thing is, how good do you think Quinshawn is? Because, in my opinion, only Blake Corum can have a legit argument as being as good as him. I think he's the best running back in the country because Corum's coming off of an injury. I, but I honestly believe he is the best back in the country. Would you already say that Quinshawn is potentially the best back in all of his history, having to already uh, having played one season only? Well, think about this. If he has the same season he had last year, he is the all-time rushing leader in Ole Miss, run, in Ole Miss history. That's pretty hard to believe. Yeah, as, as a, That's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. That's almost impossible to believe. Um, and, I mean, I would be interested to know, um, you know, if he just tacked on, you know, what do you know exactly what the number is for the all-time rushing record? Is it – it's you know, something th- like 3,200 30, yards. Yeah, it's like 31, 3,200 yards. It w- Quinshawn was almost halfway exactly to the record after his freshman year. So it's somewhere in that ballpark. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you could probably at least make a case for it. I think that mm-hmm. would be a pretty hard stretch. But I mean, when is, I feel like Ole Miss has these, you know, right on the borderline thousand yard rushers every four or five seasons, something like that. I feel like, and, um, that's a great season for an Ole Miss running back. And I mean, you build a career in the NFL doing that in college in the sec West. And so when Quinshawn can go and just do what he's been doing, I mean, there is no, there's no ceiling for a guy like that. Well, if you think about it, and, and, and not many people know this, but Ole Miss is one of the few schools in the country that never ran the wishbone. I mean, they might line up on plays and do it, but as an offensive system, they never really did it. And that is because Johnny Vaught, whenever he was at Ole Miss, ran a very unique offense. It was very quarterback-centric. Um, all the way back to Jake Gibbs in 1959 and Archie Manning. And then in the 70s, when everybody went to this wishbone system, Ole Miss didn't really do it because Johnny Vaught at that point was the athletic director. So we kind of missed that fad. So when the 80s became the power eye and the eye formation, we kind of missed a step in between there. So offensively, we didn't develop the same way that, say, they did down in Starkville. So because of that, the running game wasn't at the same level. So you had K.O. Dotley, who had the rushing record for 70 years. I think it was setting like 1949 or 1952 or something like that. And Quinshawn, that's who Quinshawn broke the record. And, you know, 
up until just a couple of years ago, a thousand yard season was not common at all. In fact, I think it may have never happened other than KO Dotley before like 1997. And then Deuce McAllister and Joe Gunn went on his run, which by the way, in 1997 and 1998, the um, two running backs on that team, the first and second leading rusher all time in Ole Miss football history. I did not know that. That Deuce, is unbelievable. Yeah, Deuce McAllister and Joe Gunn. Um, one and wow. Two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, that that's one of the reasons that we have been so quarterback-centric over the years is because of what Johnny Vault did back in the 50s and 60s and then that carrying that through the 70s when everybody else was in the wishbone phase and the wishbone craze that was going through everybody kind of missed us because Johnny Vault was very quarterback-centric. He wanted quarterbacks that could throw the football a little bit. Well, it makes sense. And look, I, uh, I'm i excited for Judkins. I think his NIL deal, he deserves every penny and more. I think everybody in, in Oxford feels the exact same way. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that he goes and just sh- shreds every record that we've, we've ever had. So he seems like a great guy, seems like a great kid, seems hardworking, keeps his nose out of trouble. I mean, that's just really all you can ask for in a college athlete. Yeah, Ole Miss fans also need to realize this this simple fact that is going on. And that is that if Quinshawn Judkins rushes for 1,200 yards, just 1,200 yards, maybe 14 touchdowns, this season is not a failure for him. If he rushes for less yards and the rest of the offense is more effective, that's a win that Quinshawn caused. So, can't go completely by the numbers with Quinshawn, in my opinion. And I don't think anybody's actually expecting Quinshawn to go run for 15, 1,600 yards this year. I mean, I just don't – I mean, at least I'm not. I think he has the potential to go do it. But, look, I think Zach Evans taking off some of that load a little bit last year helped him. I think that – I mean, I just think that there's there's a – lot that goes into doing that you got to hit a lot of things right and um i would i'd see quinchon probably rushing for 11 1100 yards this year and that's an exceptional season and you know what we're gonna be a darn good football team if he can rush for 1100 yards this year so um anyway yeah that that you know i, I think that it, it can be a great year for him and uh but do i have the expectation he goes runs for 15 1600 this year absolutely not Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, um, or sometime on the show this week, we're going to talk to Derek Vandy Griff. I don't know if it's tomorrow or the next day, but he's going to talk about the series victory. Ole Miss going past the Georgia Bulldogs. They're getting ready for the Missouri Tigers, Alabama Crimson Tide, and Auburn Tigers, as well as Ole Miss pushes towards Hoover. So every day is tune in for that. Anyway, Pratt, thank you very much for stopping by today, man, and we will see you next time. Thanks, buddy. See ya. All right. All right. Bye.